Hello, and thank you for listening to the Hope Relentless Marriage Podcast, where we talk about all things marriage. We're honored to spend some time with you and well done on investing in your relationship. It matters. Our goal is to encourage and equip you in your incredible adventure of marriage, whether you're in a low place or a high place. This is for us, those courageous enough to believe we can actually change the world, one marriage at a time, starting with our own. Please connect with us on our website, hoperelentless.com. And remember, there's always, always hope. Hey there, welcome to the Hope Relentless Marriage Podcast. Chad and Sarah Gale here, and we are thrilled that you are joining us. I want to just remind you that what you are doing is significant because marriages impact families. Your children are watching as you grow in your relationship and as you go day to day and do things that are intentional for your marriage. They're watching. And so marriages impact families and families impact communities. Communities are made up of families. So how you show up in your community matters and communities impact the world. So we are literally changing the world one marriage at a time. And so that just pumps me up. And I am so grateful that you are tuning in to continue to be intentional for your marriage. So well done. And so the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about boundaries. I know a sexy topic. Initially, when I hear the word boundaries, I can think of control. And, you know, my personality is I don't like being told what to do. My wife has learned this well. It's obviously an area of growth for me. It's important to get counsel. Uh, and, and oftentimes people just are trying to see me be the best version of myself. But it's important that we recognize what we think when we hear the word boundaries. And so what Sarah Gale and I are not suggesting is that we look to control each other. We look to control our spouse under the guise of boundaries. Boundaries is much more like a game plan. So if we were a championship team going into a big game, we would practice. We would have a game plan. We would make it a priority to be in agreement and understand what are we trying to accomplish. And so when we talk about boundaries in communication, that's what we're talking about. What is the game plan? How do we, uh, babe, you shared something last week that I loved. It's boundaries help us show up as the best versions of ourselves. So mm -hmm. what environment does that do we need? What environment creates that? That's what we're talking about with boundaries. So quick recap, uh, two podcasts ago, I think it was, we talked about boundaries with the opposite sex, the importance of protecting ourselves and the purity of our marriage. And then last week we started talking about boundaries in communication. We talked about who, who do we bring into uh, in our marriage, especially during difficult conversations? Are there people that we both trust and value, right? We don't want to invite toxic dialogue into our relationship. That just makes things yeah. worse, not better. And so we're going to continue this uh, topic of conversation around boundaries in communication. It's not about avoiding tension or avoiding fights. It's about, you know, I think of that phrase, learning how to fight fair. It's this mm -hmm. dynamic of when there's difficulty, when there's tension, when there's frustration, how do we communicate with each other? And so today we're going to talk about the what and the how. All right. And I want to just add in there, we also talked about the when. When's a good time to have a conversation that you guys are both, both your best. And when I say your best, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about, hey, let's set ourselves up for a win to actually 
have the time, the margin to have a conversation where we both can be present, where we're not distracted. So the where is significant. And then we also talked about the win. Win is a good time. We don't recommend having a conversation at your kid's soccer game or baseball game. And then we talked about something that many couples do, which is kind of having a timeout when their emotions are just overwhelming and they're not, they're not their, they're not their best version of themselves. Let's just say that. Then it's calling that timeout and, and actually having a time as this right now, which they recognize that, you know, they're not in a place to talk about it, which is good. They recognize it, but then it's never revisited. And so it's crucial to have that time where you revisit it. So today we're going to, like Chad said, we're going to talk about the what and the how. So when it comes to the what, I want to ask you when you're having a conversation with your spouse, what is the goal? Do you have a goal or do you just start talking? And so when it comes to the what, something that I have found to be incredibly helpful with Chad and I is before the conversation even like gets into play, if you will, I will say, hey, you know, I just want to vent. Like, I don't need I don't need you to fix anything. I don't I don't need your brilliance in this in this arena at this time. I just want to tell you what happened and just have you listen. So I just kind of want to vent. And Chad, I don't know about you, but I feel like for us, it was a simple tweet, but it was, it was a lot, it produced a lot of good fruit. Yeah. I I remember early on in our marriage, it was kind of awkward and I would just ask, are you looking for input or feedback or are you just sharing? And you'd be like, I'm just sharing. And it took, like, it's still hard for me. Um, to to listen to something that I often feel like oh there's a there's a fix for this if if she makes this tweak it seems like this could go away and so but when we just communicate and then when I just let you share it yeah. like it seems weird to me but that often solves the problem for you just just that listening and so I think the what is important and when I look at sometimes you and I had a conversation is either earlier this week or maybe late last week where we were talking for like an hour and I was frustrated and you were frustrated. And I remember just saying, what are we even talking about right now? <laughs> and, and I think sometimes that can become a reality in our relationships. And if in a moment we don't know what we're talking about, that's probably like, that's like a siren or an alarm to say, Hey, why don't we push pause on this conversation? And I love what you said earlier. And let's be honest. Is this something that we need to revisit? Or did we start on one path and just somehow end up on a random path? Because there have been times where you and I both go, you know, like, this isn't even that urgent or important to me. I was just sharing my thoughts. And Mm -hmm. so I think the what can be a thing that if we're finding tension, and and not finding resolution at all are we even clear what we're talking about i think that's that's really powerful yeah and so i'll ask couples you know what is the goal when you guys are having a conversation and it seems a bit awkward like what do you mean the goal is to have the conversation or whatever it may be but one thing that has been helpful is for couples to talk about one thing at a time so when it comes to the what it's like we're going to commit we're going to have a game plan to talk about one thing at a time, because a lot of times we want to bring in all the examples of the past 
And then that triggers different things in our spouse. And I was the the culprit <laughs> when it came to this. And I just didn't understand because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I can create this case of all the years and all the times that the same thing happened. And, and I felt this way. And then Chad will understand and it will be so great. <laughs> and it was not great at all. So we have learned the hard way. Now that I'm thinking about it, Chad, gosh, I can't believe we're still here today. I mean, praise God. <laughs> There's power and just keep getting up. Keep getting up. If it's difficult, just keep getting up. I know. And so so what is what is the goal? And it's obviously it's not going to to be something that, you know, is is rigid. I don't want you to think of these boundaries as this is rigid and and this is what we are I have to do or else I'm going to judge you or whatnot. You know, like Chad said, it's a plan. It's an ideal situation, ideal scenario. And so it's it's nice to know, okay, when we have a conversation, one of the things when it comes to what is I want to be heard. So as far as what's the goal of the conversation, I don't even care about the outcome. And I've told Chad this for me, I don't like you can disagree with me, but I just want to be heard. And I think initially, Chad, you thought in our relationship, you know, in our conversations, you would think I'm pushing back because you, you I want you to agree with me where really I just want to know that you hear me. So my goal is that it's not to, to be right or to have a solution even necessarily. But it's like if you make me feel like I'm heard, um, then then that's that's exciting for me. And I feel like we can I feel good about that, that end result. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that's. Like that's something I didn't understand early on in our relationship. Um, like I came into conversations with like conversations have a purpose or they have an end goal or objective. Like there's a problem. So we're bringing up a problem to solve the problem or, you know, like a really basic example, if we're going to go out on a date and go to dinner and we're talking about where, well, obviously the objective is to pick a restaurant, right? Like you got to, yeah. In order to right. go, we got to pick, hey, let's go to this Mexican restaurant or this Italian restaurant or whatever it is. But some conversations, the the goal or the objective is to be heard. It isn't necessarily like a decision doesn't have to be made. And mm -hmm. that was something for me early on that I didn't, I didn't quite understand. Um, and then as I would just sit there and ask you, hey, is this something you're wanting feedback or is this something you're just wanting to share? It gave me direction and clarity of how do I support my spouse? She just wants yeah. me to listen. Okay, I can do that. She wants me to give insight. Okay, I can do that. Both of those are great options. They're bad options when you're wanting one and I'm doing the other. And I think right. that's where the what can guide our conversations um, into and, and keep them healthier more often. Yeah, and to be honest, I didn't know what I wanted until we failed at this multiple times, you know, and had horrible conversations. I didn't know I wanted you just to listen. And so we kind of fumbled into that. And what it looked like was I would push back because you would be offering help. And I would think you're minimizing what I'm talking about because it's like, oh, it's just do this. And I'm thinking, I have been struggling with this for a very long time. And you're just going to come in, swoop in, and you all, you know, all the answers. And so I think it's that that grace for one another because your heart was genuinely to help. Like you are a brilliant man and you you're great at strategizing and you want to help, but I took that as an, a direct attack. So I think for those of you listening, 
that's what happens in communication a lot. We start off really wanting to help, really wanting to connect with one another. But if we're not aware of some of these dynamics, we'll end very disappointed and very frustrated because we didn't take the time to, to set a plan in place and to recognize there are different boundaries or, or clarity points that we can talk about when it comes to conversation. Yeah, it's 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 so good. It just it it protects the conversations and keeps them moving in the right direction. So a big thing for you uh, is how. So let's talk about how the conversations. I guess this is a big thing for me too, but I know there's something specific that I often violate in the how that has been an area of growth for me. So when we're talking about boundaries around conversations, what what does the how mean and what, what does that look like? So the how is just how do you want to be spoken to in a conversation? And part of it is taking ownership and really having some self-reflection time to know, oh, this is how I like to be spoken to. This is when I feel like I'm my best, where I can have a conversation and be present. And so the how is significant. And one of the things that I want to bring up from marriage researcher John Gottman is his his research on perpetual problems. And so the thought is that we will have these perpetual problems. And a lot of times we have them because they're attached to personality differences. And this is why the problem or the issue keeps coming up over and over again. It's perpetual. But yeah. the thing about it is we're not trying to solve those problems. Not all problems need to be solved. Not all problems can be solved because we're just different people. And just understanding that is extremely freeing. That, you know what, Chad's different than I am. I am different than he is, but we're going to respect each other in the midst of it. And so that's what Gottman talks about. And the research shows how you talk to one another in the midst of those perpetual problems coming up is what is the difference between happy couples and unhappy couples. So the how includes things like your tone of voice. Like when you're in the midst of an argument, a perpetual problem, stereotypically, we're like raising our voice. We might be cussing. We might be slamming doors. We go big because we just feel it. And what Gottman is saying is that is the opposite of what happy couples do. Happy couples know they don't agree. But how they talk to each other still is filled with respect, sometimes even humor, sometimes a physical touch, like a, a, a hand on a shoulder. But really, it's, it's in a way where the other person feels honored, even in the midst of that disagreement. Yeah, and I think, once again, that was a big growth area for me, is in the how mm -hmm. and realizing some of these things aren't going to be solved, which that, for me, took a, like a initially I'm like, if it's not solved, then I don't want to talk about it. Like, just keep that to yourself, you know, go find a girlfriend. Like I remember even telling you early in, in our marriage, like, I don't care about that. Why don't you share that with a friend? Right. And that's we how I awesome. felt. <laughs> what's, what's that? I was like, we were so good. Yeah. Being married. Yeah. And that's how I felt in the moment. But then as I, as I matured, I realized, man, talk about shutting down communication with my spouse. And so as I began to embrace and learn a little bit more about the how, for me, uh, tone was a big thing. Like I get frustrated, my tone changes. And you're like, yo, your tone's off. And I'm like, you saying that makes my tone worse. Um, but it kind of goes back to that beginning of showing up as the best versions of ourselves. And the reality, what makes marriage amazing and challenging is 
you have two people. So you have to create an environment where both people can show up as the best version of themselves in the conversation. And that is going to take some compromise. That is going to take some agreement. That is going to take some dialogue. And not everything is going to go exactly how one person wants it to go. But the how can create an environment where the conversations can continue to happen and grow and progress. Right. So when it comes to the how, some things that you can also add in, of course, tone, you know, like I, I would tell Chad, hey, when we're talking, I appreciate your tone not going beyond this level. And I might say, hey, I appreciate eye contact when we're talking, especially about something that might be uh, ha might have some tension in it. I, I want some eye contact. And I would say the things that that would help me to feel like I could show up you know, as the best version of my version of myself to the conversation. But then there's sometimes things that you will say in the how that you don't want to have happen. So for example, like I don't want us to use the words divorce or always or never. You know, if we want to have some some things off limits in the sense of it just undermines the whole conversation because when we're mad, we know we're susceptible to not being the best version of ourselves. And so a lot of times when we're mad, like I said before, we're going to be cussing. And so if you set a boundary or an agreement where, hey, when if if someone starts cussing, if someone says he always, she never, because those words speak to character and those words are said in frustration. We don't always or never do anything. And then if we were talking about, well, maybe we should just get a divorce, then that that we can't even continue the conversation. And so yeah. it, there needs to be an agreement where it's like, okay, yeah, these things, if these happen, that shows we need to self-regulate. We need to take a time out and the conversation's just done. It's just done because we're not going to go anywhere positive from here, but we are going to revisit this conversation at this time or this, this date, usually this time, because we don't want to leave it too far, far off. Yeah. I mean, I think with, within reason, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, because I think it gets back to like the objective of the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to lose sight of that in the middle of conflict. But when we have these guardrails, like for me, early on, and my tension in frustration is I will default, my how will become to win, win the argument, to win the fight, to win, to prove that I'm right. Um, the, the problem with that is, I can go about that in two different ways. I can elevate my opinion, right? Here's why I'm right. That's an option. Another one is I could devalue you and your opinion. And this is why this idea is stupid or doesn't make sense. Or, and so, but at the end of the day, I'm, I can quote unquote win that conversation, but I've lost trust. I've lost communication. I've, and so this is why the how becomes important because as you mentioned, it's not just about this conversation. It's also about the perpetual problems. And it's also about the environment that can create, um, we want to increase communication, not decrease yeah. communication. Yeah. And the how is going to be a key determinant whether we're inviting conversation or whether we're like suppressing conversation. Yeah, that's good, Chad. All right. Well, I want to just give some practical action steps as you're listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, 
been thinking about these areas as far as the what, like what is the goal of conversation between your spouse? And and it obviously can change depending on what the subject is, of course, right? Because like Chad said, sometimes, yeah, we need to come to a solution. Uh, and this is a solvable situation. Other times it's like, hey, let's focus on the how. Um, and then other times it's like, hey, I just want to talk. I just want you to listen. So it changes depending on the subject, but I want you to think about what the goal is overall, you know, for your conversations. And then also I want you to think about the how and take some personal time to think about when you are are speaking, when you're spoken to, like, what is the environment that is conducive for you to communicate well? And it's, it's ideal. We're not going to hit it all the time, but we want to at least have something we're going towards, something we're going for. So we don't just fly off the rails and anything goes, we get our boxing gloves on and we're brawling, you know? And so, <laughs> so, so yeah, so those are some action steps to, to write those things down, but then obviously connect with your spouse on these because we're looking for agreement. If one of you feels strongly about something and the other person doesn't feel strongly about it, that's something to continue talking through. Maybe that's a sign that you need to get some help, you know, from a counselor and, work through it together because these are important areas to be in agreement with or on to be in agreement on. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I like it. I don't have anything else to say. You want to end with your, your tagline? My tagline. What can you, what I want to hear you say the tagline. Can you say it? Because no, it's officially, it's, it it's officially different. yours. It's officially yours. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. And it, we don't take it lightly that you're taking any amount of your time to sit in and hopefully to learn and hopefully to apply and just continue to be that world changer. And regardless of your scenario, regardless of where you are right now in your relationship, I want you to know that there is always, always hope.